0: You're listening to the Lash Cast podcast. My name is Sheila Bella, and I am a celebrity microblader, beauty business coach, host of the Pretty Rich podcast, and the creator of the Pretty Ambitious Summit in Los Angeles. And today, I'm your guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at RealSheila Bella. Cue the music. So in an industry where most of us spend the majority of our lives our time working alone in a room this podcast was created so that you can learn be encouraged and find a connection with other lash and beauty
1: professionals This is the Lashcast podcast and here's your host Paul Lubers Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is a different episode for us. Actually, the truth is, over the last three months, everything seems to be a different episode for us. But today, with all the current events going on, we really wanted to sit down and talk about our industry and deal with race and what is going on and how can we improve the last industry and make it a better place. Now, I want to make sure you guys understand before we get started, there's three guiding words, and that is grace, love, and understanding. I just want to say that out front because we might say something wrong. We may say not the right words, but I hope you understand that we are trying our best to walk through this in a way that's respectful and honorable and uplifting. And if you see our big picture that we're trying to help the industry and not diminish it or demonize anyone or hate anyone or cause problems or, or more pain, but really, we're just trying to find ways to bring more healing and more connection and uplift their industry. Then you'd say, Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that wasn't, mm, that maybe wasn't really the best way to say it, but I see his heart, or I see Tusney's heart, or I see. Ashley's heart. I see what they're trying to accomplish. And for that, I applaud them. Please don't judge us. And if you do, I get it. That's fine. We're not for everyone. And we're not trying to appease everyone. But I hope you can see where our heart is. Now, we're just real quickly, we're not going to be dealing with the George Floyd murder. We all agree it's murder. We agree the police did horrible things, that we need to change our policing, that there needs to be higher standards. We need a better training. We need to have no tolerance for bad cops. And I think we all understand that. And everyone's in agreement. I don't think there's anyone saying, hey, this was great. Let's just understand that we're in agreement on that. So we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about our industry because we can't solve all the world's problems right now in the the bigger stage. But we do have a responsibility to our own stage and to ourselves and, and make sure that we're doing the right thing and that we can, as best we can, improve and raise up and lift up the lash industry. Now, we really want to make sure that we're really aiming to help businesses with this. This is not a political podcast. This is a podcast that's here to help you become a better business owner. So yes, we are going to talk about race, but we need to make sure that we're talking about in a way that helps last professionals. Okay. There are more than plenty of places to go and talk about politics and policies and how to better our nation. And there are many opinions on how to do that. But for us here, I want us to really focus on the issues that where we can help our industry be a better place. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about race, and we're really excited to do it because it needs to be done, and it's long overdue. And God willing, I've seen a lot more talk online, and we're going to continue to see this. And I pray and hope that this is not just a fad or a a couple weeks, but this is a, a new trend, a new way of thinking, a new way of interacting with each other that's going to lift up our industry and make it a better place. Well, that all said guys, I hopefully you find this a helpful episode that deals with some of the issues where we're going to talk about what's it like to be a black woman working with clients and some of the problems that if you are a black woman, you've already faced these things and we're going to say these things so that other people maybe understand it a little bit better what some of our black friends have had to deal with and we're also going to talk about the lash industry and what, you know, how white it is. And I'm a white man, so, you know, it's like, you guys really, what do you have to say, Paul? But, you know, Ashley is going to be here to talk about what we can talk about because I've observed and we've made some, we did some little research to see what's out there. You're going to be surprised, I think, about really how we are representing our industry and how there's really a misrepresentation going on. And... Ashley's amazing. She shares some amazing insights and encouragement and is a strong, amazing woman that we are so glad to be friends with, and I think you will be encouraged by this too. So anyhow, guys, hopefully you'll find this episode helpful and uh, uplifting, and God willing, we will find this to be a better industry because of what's been going on currently in our world, and we will grow from it. So let's get into it. (music) We are live here in the Lashcast Studios. We are super excited because today we're going to deal with, I think, a topic that's long overdue, something that we should have been talking about A long time ago, because I think it's well, it's been brought to the forefront with everything that's going on in the political arena right now regarding George Floyd, and uh, we are really blessed and and excited to have someone I've gotten to know about a little over a year ago. I've been following her for probably even longer than that, and uh, we basically talked a little bit before um, last con. She was actually incredibly supportive and helped promote our event. Her name is Ashley Rouge. She's with Lash Express, um, Lash Lash Out Out Express, (laughs) (laughs) and she's been uh last artist for eight years an educator she has her own studio she's located in toronto ontario and she actually recently started distributing products so she's doing it all she's amazing and she's someone that's really been a blessing in our industry welcome to the show ashley
2: hey guys i'm so thankful and grateful that you guys have had me here today um
1: Hi, audience. No, we are super excited. And Ashley, if you guys don't follow, she does share tips. She does encourage. She's actually a real inspiration, I know, for a lot of people and has a good following. So she's definitely worth a look into. So that said, Ashley's here because she did something really amazing. And before we get that, Ashley, why don't we real quickly get into a little bit about who you are, your background, what you're doing. I shared a little bit, obviously, you've been in this industry for quite a while before most people ever even got into Lash. Maybe you can just share why you got into it And so forth and we'll go from there
2: Sounds good Um, So I'm I've been in the industry for over 8 years I started lashes Because I was obsessed I was an obsessed lash lady. I was wearing <laughs> the strip lashes, the cluster lashes, every single type of lashes. Mm-hmm. And my mom saw a passion in me for lashes and suggested that I take um, take it a little bit more serious and get um, certified in lash extensions. Best decision that I've ever made in my life. Obviously, eight years later, I'm still in it. Um, I started doing it. And I remember the first step that I did I realized it was something because the lady maybe left the training with three or four lashes on. And I was like, Oh my God, your eyes look so amazing. Wow. Like you look so bomb. And she was like, I don't see them. And I'm like, they're right there. Like right there. I did a whole photo shoot, um, of the lashes. Like I literally put jewels around her eyes. It was like a big thing. And I was like, actually you were like really into this. So from that day, it was just passion. It was love. It was the feeling of being able to make another woman feel and look more beautiful mm. is something that I'll never get from anything else. Like it's amazing. So I started doing it obviously because I liked it. And then I continue doing it because of the, the love that I have for making women feel more beautiful. Um, since eight years has passed, I've literally went from working from home, working in my basement, renting rooms, everything to now, um, eight years in own, well seven years in is when I got my studio owning my own Lash studio, which was one of the most um like scariest things I've ever done in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah signing <laughs> um, a but also, lease, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I signed the lease. I remember the day I signed the lease, I took pictures and everything. I was like, i <laughs> doing... um, I didn't know I signing my life the way I'm joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it really is. It's like it's it's amazing um that I've been able to come this far in the industry. I now I'm able to train people in my own space, um, you know, inspire people uh, and also have other artists work with me um, in a space where we are constantly making women feel better. And I think like, I don't know about everybody else, but lashing isn't just about making people feel more beautiful. I almost feel like when you're with your client in that space, you are helping their spirit. You're helping Mm -hmm. their soul. We're feeding into them we're feeding into them our values, our life, our experiences. I don't know how many times I've cried with clients mm. and how many times I've connected with them. And I think that's something that I hold closer to my heart than even the actual service. I mean, we all love the end result of the lashes, but my end result is my clients and, and meeting people and inspiring them. And, yeah. and those moments that I hug my client that we can't do because of COVID right now, but those moments <laughs> that I hug my clients and I'm able to really Feel that I have a new friend. I have somebody in my life, and um, I think that's a beautiful thing. The beautiful thing about being a lash artist, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I have two daughters, Chloe and Savannah. Um, and they push me. I mean, they're only five and four, but yeah. <laughs> they push me every day, looking you're, at them. And I was and just gonna me,
0: say, you're in the thick of it right now with that age that yeah. age range. Your hands are full, yeah,
2: right? I think I think they push me even get the studio that I have and do all that I'm doing. And I'm just excited to continue to, after all of this COVID and the world, it goes back to normal here in Canada because we're still closed, goes back to normal to be able to be with my clients again. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just a
1: little bit about, I guess, my lash life. <laughs> cool. I, I, a lot of your story sounds like Tuss. I mean, Tuss was passionate about lashes.
0: Oh yeah. I can totally that. identify with you. When you identify the fact that the lashes have the most amazing power to add beauty to any human being. I mean, that Even is guys, That says. is power, <laughs> right? And then also it's not just that that ability to make somebody more beautiful like you said. It is that that sacred space of connecting with a person, a woman, you know, um, where she is and the vulnerability or the trial or whatever she's going through, she brings it to you. And what's so special, you identified it as is that as a, as a professional, we have the opportunity to speak into their lives at that point, to be a force for good, encouragement. Or, you know, it's very easy to like jump in with the gossip with them and, and take them down a, um, a journey that's not good for them. And it's like when you recognize what you have and the power that you can speak into somebody's life and give them an encouragement, I think that is that is the special joy of what we do.
1: I mean, people have started businesses because of Tessa's like almost therapy sessions she has with the people and right? written books and have just done things because they come to you, right? And they share their... Their struggles,
0: whether it's struggles like and getting their kid to sleep through the night or you know, leave a bad relationship, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And it's been like it uh, it's like been counseling. I know Tesla's prayed for her clients. I mean, it's just everything. It's just like it's a really amazing connection that you guys get. I don't I don't understand it because I don't do it, but it's intimate.
0: <laughs> it's so special.
1: It is very cool. I love it. Well, that all said, why don't we start with your post? i love for you to share a little bit what you posted about. Obviously, it was last year, but you reshared it, and I know you probably got, I'm sure you got a lot of response and people inquiring more and so forth, so maybe we can go start from there and see where this all goes.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I recently posted on my Instagram page that there was a lack, there is, I won't say there was, mm-hmm. but there is yeah. a lack of representation of black lash artists within our industry um people may try to say there's diversity but i would say specifically black people Mm -hmm. (laughs) within Mm -hmm. our industry and why i posted that and i went on to talk about how i had an artist in the states that had basically come to me and said because I posted, she was like, wow, like you can show yourself to go deeper on our conversation. You know, you could show yourself on your page. Like, wow, that's so amazing. And the discussion went to say she she felt a lack of confidence to be able to show herself as an artist on her Instagram feed, to her clients, on her website. She was fearful of how people would look at her because she was black and how they would look at her business because she was black. And um, it was... It, It resonated with me because when I started as a lash artist eight years ago, that's how I felt. I mean, there was no Instagram or maybe there was, but I wasn't using it at the time um, for me to put myself out there. But when I started to put myself out there, I never wanted to show my face. It was like, Mm -hmm. Nope, I'm going to show all my work and you guys are going to fall in love with my work and then maybe when you come in, you'll see my face. And it wasn't only because of what I had internally that I was struggling with based off of experiences in life of realizing that black is a thing um, because it's not just our industry that has this problem um, of feeling welcomed as a, as a black person. Um, but it was... Just from clients, like clients used to make me feel very uncomfortable hmm. when they would come in as a client and say, oh, you're black, which is what I said on my, my, my video. It's like, yeah. oh, you're black. It's like, oh, what are you expecting me to be? Like, <laughs> why, is that a, why is that a thing to say to another human being? Yeah. Um, and it even went as far as people would say you sounded white. Like I would have people saying when they call in for an appointment, appointment and I'm scheduling them, they come in and they're like, oh, you sounded white on the phone. And it just nicely, just like in conversation, yeah. you're conversing with a client and saying that. And it, it puts that thing in you like, wow, are you like, if you knew I was black over the phone, yeah. would you have still booked an appointment? If you knew I was black from me posting my picture, would you, so then you now as a a black artist, you're like, okay, I'm not going to show myself. Like I'm going to, so that I can grow my business and my brand and feed my family. I'm going to do this move, which is so sad. So it got really deep for me because it wasn't just me that was feeling this way. I think if it was just me and I was like, oh, this is an Ashley problem, it It's not just an Ashley problem. When I posted that story in 2019, explaining to my audience that this is something that I was struggling with at that moment, so many other artists messaged me and Mm -hmm. said, oh my gosh, I'm the same way. And then when you go to their page, all you see is like, their work you don't see them there's yeah. no you they won't even show their hands it's yeah. down to like i'll i'll hide my hands because i don't want you to even know and that is heartbreaking that is like that's beyond our industry that's the world like because obviously this is a problem for the way that we're represented in the industry for us to even feel comfortable to put ourselves out there but it's also how clients make us feel too right mm-hmm. um it comes down to how client society makes you feel that you are i want to say not good enough or maybe like you shouldn't be where you are or you shouldn't have a salon or you shouldn't like, I don't know. I don't know what it is and why I felt like that for so many years. It could be years of just experiencing with other business, but it's just, it broke my heart to see that I wasn't alone. And I had to say something on my Instagram now in a time as now, because the world is listening. Now people... Last year, I posted that video. I got a bunch of messages in my DMs, but nobody made a change. Nobody Mm -hmm. tried to help. Nobody tried to fix that issue. Mm -hmm. And that was the problem. But now everybody is now opening up their ears and saying, okay, okay, we're listening. Yeah. I had to repost that so people can be like, yeah, listen, this is me. And look, look in the messages. Look, just read the comments because it's not just me saying this. Yeah. I posted in my stories, also the comments I received of people. And I'm still to this, I opened my phone this morning. I got three messages mm. of women saying, I resonated with you. I'm struggling. This is where I live. I haven't showed myself. I haven't mm. showed myself. I haven't showed myself. Wow. And that's like, could you imagine like mm. you, you got like yeah. you as an artist, Not feeling comfortable to show your face because of what a client's going to feel or what a brand's going to feel or what. It's, it's crazy. One of the things I think it's um, important
0: to talk about, and as we talk about this, I just, like Paul said earlier, um, kind of setting the, the ground rules, is that I just want to make sure that everyone knows that this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. So that the things that we're talking about now, w- our intentions are to bring light to this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask for grace if I say something wrong or you know, just that
1: <laughs> people know. So yeah, here, yeah. here's my,
0: my question, Ashley. When the, the gals that came in and was like, oh my gosh, you're black, did they? Did you ever have any issue with any of those people saying, "I don't want you to touch or me," or not coming or back I'm again? Not, what like. was that like?
2: So I've never had a client ever say like, "I don't know what you're doing," like you're not doing it right, or none of that, because lashes are simple, and I, I'm really good at what I do. You are going to open your eyes and be happy with the results. Yeah. Um, I'm. I've had clients that have said that to me and not come back. Mm. Um, but I've also had clients that. have that had made me feel maybe uncomfortable or said some stuff that didn't really, weren't really right to say Mm -hmm. um, and, and then change who they are while coming to me later on. So I also have where people, you know, they have this perception of black people. They have this, not everybody. I won't say everybody. And that people need to understand when we are talking about this as a community right now, we're not pointing fingers at every single person. We're saying there are these types of people in our society Mm -hmm. and there are these types of people in our industry. So we're not pointing fingers. We're just trying to say, Hey guys, like, let's fix this problem. You know, Mm -hmm. who we can let's, let's bring light to the situation. So when it comes to clients that would um, stay with me, they would realize, Hey, you know what? Like, She, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. She knows, um, you know, how to make me feel comfortable. She, there's stuff, there's stuff. I honestly felt that because I have a lot of Caucasian clients, right? A lot, a lot. Mm. And I, and I might not do services as much as I did before, but still in my area, that's where I'm located. I, I just attract a lot of them in the area. And, um, I feel like I've changed the way that they've looked at black people just for me servicing them. That's cool. And I feel like they are, they they came to me with um, an idea in their head of what I would be like. And then later realized, Oh, she's normal. She is like, which is so sad, but it's like, I can see the change in them, mm-hmm. even just from the way they talk to me and deal with me after a couple services. So people will go to people. And this is what I'm thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. In my head, this yeah. is my logic. What I've come to is, I feel like when you're looking for somebody to make you feel more beautiful or you're looking for somebody to enhance your beauty, you are looking for somebody that looks like you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So you're also looking for somebody that kind of looks like, when you're looking to get your makeup done, for example, I might not go to somebody that isn't the same ethnicity of me to get my makeup done. I may, mm-hmm. but it's like, my features are different. Mm-hmm. I have a bigger nose, my lips are bigger. You might not know how to work with my facial structure. So I could see people feeling like, that part like they just feel like um inside of them they want to see someone that looks as pretty as not especially because the lash industry when you think of a lash artist a lot of times clients are also looking at the way we look like as a lash artist mm-hmm. like how we represent our brand and how beautiful we are how cool we are mm-hmm. all that and also how they choose our lash artists sometimes mm-hmm. okay for Perfect. there's clients that will choose based off that and there's clients that will choose based off of your work And I think those clients that choose off of that might come to you um, based off of the way you look. And then there's going to be clients that don't care, which Mm -hmm. I have. There's a lot of clients that don't care. The way I look, they just come to me for my service. So it's really confusing, I think. I I will never really know the hearts of people when they're choosing a service and how they're thinking before they come. Um, I don't think there's really any real answer to how, why people would say that or why they would feel that. I personally think that if you say that you have some issues within yourself, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you, like yeah. for, you to, to <laughs> for you to say that, To you know, and I think I had a client that said something later when I had a little bit more confidence, <laughs> she said that, Oh, I didn't think you were, um, the, the whole, I didn't think you were black based off the way I spoke on the phone. And I said, that's very disrespectful. I wouldn't have never said that to anybody before, but at that moment, I like, I heard it so much that I was like, that's very disrespectful. Why would you say that? And she was stunned. She was like uncomfortable. Hmm. And it was like, I put my foot down and I was like, no. And after that, following that, I started to put myself out there more. I'm like, no, I want you to know I'm black because you know why I want you to know I'm black. If you don't like me because I'm black, don't come to me. If you have a problem with black people, don't come to me. I'm, I'm shutting that down. I want people that respect me and well, the way I look and who I am. And I don't want to hide because I also don't want you to come and make me feel uncomfortable the entire two, three yeah. hours I'm with it's you. It's not worth it. it, No. It's not worth it. You
1: need so. to have your own dignity and you know, your own pride and, and and not have to apologize or anything for any of that. And I think we had that with our staff too. We, I mean, thankfully over the years or, you know, we had 13 years with staff or actually 11, I think of the years of the 13, we were open with we staff and we had black staff, Asian, Hispanic, the whole, whole gamut. And uh, we were very blessed to have an amazingly amazing team. And they we would always say that th- there's only a couple things that we won't tolerate disrespecting our staff for any reason for whatsoever was, uh, well, was fireball offense. If they came in and were nasty to our team in any way, whether it was because of the, who they that were because they were the wrong race in their mind, or if they didn't like the way they did their work, I mean, they'd be fine. I was disappointed. You can say disappointed in the work. That's fine. We can fix that. But if I can say, I didn't like you, <laughs> it's like you are a bad person. You're you're ugly or whatever. They you know we had people call our staff dumb and you're you know, stupid. You're, you're stupid. a dimwit. Yeah, and no. we said no. You're no. going to have
0: to apologize to them personally, or you're, or you're, you're not
1: welcome. Yeah, and they only one person agreed to apologize, and then and then she backed out. <laughs> so, well, but,
0: I, I will share. We did have one situation, yeah. um, and it was um, it was a longtime client. And she had her favorite, the client did, and um, the uh, staff member was taking care of her. And during the service, the client just went off on an ugly tirade about um, certain certain people groups saying bad words to describe the certain people group, not understanding that the people group she was disparaging was the one who was working on her. <laughs> and wow. she was just like, these people, blah, blah, blah. And after the service, the staff member came to me and says, I don't know what to do. This is a person that I would, I mean, I she's can't- She's it for years. For years. Yeah. And she's like friends with her, but- um, she's saying the N-word during the service, and I'm so offended. I said, okay, we can handle it two ways. I can step in, and I can talk to this person. I can say, if you don't apologize, you're, or you're just never, you're not welcome here. And she says, no, I don't want to do that. I think this is an opportunity for education, because if she's talking like that and doesn't even know that I'm you know, part of this people group that she's disparaging, there's a problem here. So she, I said, we talked about what we could do. And how she could talk to her, she says, you know, I I suggested, listen, why don't you just say, I've known you for years, and when you use that kind of language, I just have to tell you that it hurts my heart. It breaks me apart, and this is why. And then you can have a conversation about that. And she says, let's do that, because I don't want you to come in and say, you know, like I was talking about it. She's like, this is a person that considers me her friend. Let me have this conversation. And they did, and it worked out well. But the part that I I was really upset about was like, I don't want my staff being subjected to this kind of abuse you know even though she didn't it, it just was a painful situation
2: it's funny when that comes out right you don't you don't know who you're speaking to you don't know like people wouldn't know that i have white in my blood like my my mom has white like i don't need to say that for you to re- resonate with me but it's like people don't wouldn't know that so even if whatever side I choose to speak on, you don't know where I come from. Mm-hmm. So it's so disrespectful that somebody would even feel necessary to, to say those types of things to somebody. I feel like sometimes there's people out there that have their thoughts and their mind and their beliefs and how they view things. There's something that you just left unsaid. You're not supposed to speak out. And if that's your beliefs, that's horrible. But yeah. at the same time, you don't need to hurt other people with your words or the way you feel. Like, because As that was said to me, maybe seven, six years, I don't know how many years ago, but it stayed with me and I'm eight years in now. And it's like, I've never, like a lot of the most racist things that have been said to me have affected who I am today and made me or have made me who I am today in a positive way, but have stayed with me. You know, words hurt. Mm -hmm. like hurt a lot. Yeah. Who
1: says words are sticking stones. might break, my bones, but words will never hurt me is a total lie. There is nothing (laughs) true about that statement.
0: Oh no, those words.
1: I remember things that happened to me as a kid that were said to me, whether by friends or family. And it's as if it happened yesterday still. And I've learned to have to forgive and move on, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You know, yeah, forgiveness is everything you
2: can forgive. And I think a lot of people are forgiving even their peers their businesses people for not representing this community yeah. on the level that it should have been represented before because they're now making a stand but it's like it's like we're not going to forget but yeah. it's like we're forgiving and we're watching and we're trying to see what, what, what messages you're going to put out now from now on to help people so that they feel better, more comfortable in the skin they're in, because I can't take the skin off of me. Like (laughs) as much as sometimes I might get so angry. And I remember as a little girl coming home, not a little girl, I was a teenager at my first job. And I felt like they were, everybody had got, everybody had moved up. Everybody had moved up. And I had been at this job for years and I was like, why am I not moving up? Like, why am I still where I am? And I remember asking my boss and he's like, sorry, like, it's just, it's never going to happen. There was no reason. There was no explanation. He just said, it's never going to happen. And I remember my heart, like everybody around me is white. People have started before me. I'm in a white neighborhood. I'm in a white area. I felt it. Like it was like, it wasn't like a, this is, it's because of something I did. No, I've worked harder, 10 times harder than anybody else here. And I remember going home and crying to my mom and my mom had to give me that, that black, I call it black girl magic talk. She had to tell me, you know, Ashley, you're going to go into this world and there are going to be people and there are going to be places that will not respect you. They will not look past this color of your skin. And you have to, you have to understand that this is your life. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to happen. You're going to experience racism. You have to pick yourself back up. And you have to keep walking and you have to keep stepping. And there's sometimes you might not be able to show that you're black or say, my mom had to give me that conversation. Mm. And it was like, I remember being heartbroken for like months. I was just like, Oh, the whole world's racist. It was the first time in my life that I really realized, okay, it happened in high school. It happened in elementary school. It happened. This is going to happen forever. (laughs) Like this is not something I can change um, in the world. But I feel like right now at this time, people are opening their hearts and people are seeing things, whether there's people that are just jumping on the back bandwagon of Black Lives Matter, or there's people that genuinely care about making Black people feel more comfortable and confident and showing them um, something's happening here. Like even this opportunity, something's happening. And I think that this is gonna help women of color, especially in our beauty industry, feel more comfortable and confident to show themselves to share their stories to break down all of these years of hurt and pain that they've been feeling. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen in the next month. This is going to be something that's going to co- need to continue even after this isn't trending. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to help. I, and I, and that's why I kind of put myself out there. I'm almost like, this might ruin my brand. This might ruin everything. People might hate me. People might say, I don't even care because if I have to be that sacrifice right now so that to pave the way for the rest of the, mm-hmm. the lash artists that are black, that are not showing themselves on their Instagram feed, I'll be that sacrifice. Yeah. You guys say what you want. Let's let's get the topic out there. Let's talk about the problems that are in our industry and in our world and everything.
1: I think what Sac- you're doing is great. And I think people aren't going to feel... Uh, I think people are going to be empowered and emboldened to do that. And I think that's a good thing. And it won't be just a trending thing. Uh, God willing, my prayer is that this becomes the normal movement of progression. Like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. Clients aren't going all of a sudden overnight stop being racist. Um, our industry, people who have natural biases. I mean, I remember going to the Museum of Tolerance here in LA. And this is an amazing place, where which focuses actually on, I, I haven't been in like a long time. We, we should probably go back.
0: Oh, about 15 years. 15 years. We took our
1: kids there. But one they, they focused on two things. One, of course, is the Holocaust. But they actually focus on the Rodney King riots and what happened right. back in the early 90s. There's a whole section that was on the Rodney King riots because uh, I felt like the Jewish people really felt a lot of commonality as being you know hated and, and despised and looked down upon. And they looked at what happened with Rodney King and said, yeah, there's some commonality here. But one of the things that they the first thing you do when you first walk in there, they ask you to walk through it, choose a door. And the door says, and the door says non-racist and the non-racist door is locked you can't you walk can't through it, through it. <laughs> they don't let you walk through it everyone has to walk through the because racist door because they have
0: to recognize that there are some there's some darkness in we, there we, we have, have bias
1: we have bias we have things we have instances cases where we ran into a, a group of people i remember when we had a car accident once and um I remember I I was really bummed because we got in this car accident. It wasn't a black neighborhood. It was just another race here in LA. And everyone who saw the accident was all one race, and they pretty much told us like, "Hey, we all stay together. So it doesn't matter what you tell the police. We're going to, you know, we're siding with the person who hit you." And we got. I felt bad about that people group. I felt mad. I was like, "Well, that's not fair. It wasn't her fault that she got in that car accident. That person was going like eighty miles an hour down the road."
0: And so now there's all these eyewitness that are collaborating a story that's not true. That
1: wasn't true, and I felt really mad. But I had. To watch my heart and say, you know what? That's not all people. That's not all of them. They're not all like that. That's just this group that got together and decided to band together and protect one of their own. And I understand even why they would do that. You know, we're, yeah. you know, so I, I actually try To have empathy and said, you know what I'm not going to sit here and get mad and angry and hate Them and all that's wrong, but that was my first Tendency to think that way, and it was wrong yeah. And and I yeah. had to back off And we both did, and I think we just Do that all the time, we just find ways we, we like to compartmentalize things We like to stereotype things, we like to put things In boxes and say, this person's like this All, you know, heavy people Are like this, or all, you know, little People are like this, or all whatever, we just want To find ways to explain our world and make sense of it, and it's easier to do that than to actually get to know people, empathize with people, understand people, and love people. I mean, oh my gosh, choosing to love is so hard because it goes against, I think, so much of what we are, and we, we're pretty selfish, I think, over a lot of people.
0: Well, there's a a scripture in Proverbs that says that it's to a man's glory to overlook an offense, and that's that's, you know... That says it right there. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, Ashley, if you could share with our listeners, some of them that might be listening to your words today and are challenged and thinking, you know, hey, I, I felt this way myself, felt scared about putting myself, my hands in my branding Can you speak to her and can you walk her through some of these feelings that that she might have in making those changes?
1: And like how you got to where you were like, no, screw it. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to put myself out there. That's the
0: first thing. And then the second thing is how would you respond when the somebody comes through your door and says just completely clueless, oh, my gosh, you're black. Mm -hmm. How would you uh, turn that person around or how would you deal with that? Just to give them some tangible tips from somebody who's walked before them in bravery, how would you equip our Lash Sisters to do the same?
2: Well, when it comes to showing yourself in your brand, um, I think that artists don't realize how powerful their voice is for their brand, um, for marketing and building up, you know, um, the right clientele. So when it comes to me feeling, which is hard because it's, it's not like it's all gone. I can't even stand here and say, oh, I don't still think about it. I think of, I thought about it before I even posted that video. I mean, everybody already knows Ashley Rouge is black, but it was still like uncomfortable. Um, so I don't think this is something as a black person you're always going to feel. And um, it's because of systematic racism, like mirrors and all, like everything that has just stemmed to this. So you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel right. It's going to feel like this is going to ruin me. Don't do it. Don't listen to her. But what I can say is from me putting myself out there, myself, not only being black, but being a mother and being, you know, my story and sharing that with the Lash community and my potential clients it's actually helped me to build a great clientele. Like the people that come to me now already know my story. So they already know what I look like. They already know about me. And when they come to me, we now have something to talk about and connect on. So I think it's important that as a black artist, you realize that putting yourself out there will attract people that you will enjoy in your space because what you don't realize is, or maybe you do, but your energy is very important. You know, the people that you bring around you into your lash homes, your lash studios, everything that is going to affect you on levels. Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody that is uncomfortable because of the fact you're black, that's going to affect you. You're going to feel that discomfort when you're servicing them. And that whole client to lash artist relationship isn't going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. So in order to attract that kind of clientele, that's always going to make you feel good and make you feel confident. You have to put yourself out there. And it's a scary thing. And I'm not going to ever tell a lash artist. I've never, I have told my students and stuff sometimes that are black that have said, Oh, I'm nervous. I tell them like, do it. If you feel comfortable, don't just do it because everybody's saying to do it. If you know that in your situation, it might not work for you, I'm not going to tell you to do that. And it's sad to say, like, I'm not saying hold back. Don't show your blackness, but it's like, I'm not going to make somebody lose their business because it's, it's right. you guys need to understand. I know that we're trying to help the industry and we're trying to make people look at things differently, but this isn't just like a, our industry thing. It's yeah. not just the lasher, you know, this is a world thing. This yeah. is like, you can see, right. So it's like the way people think, and we're dealing with clients. We're not dealing with lash artists. Mm -hmm. We might be, I find the lash community very accepting and, you know, I can talk to different people and whatever. When it comes to clients, the way they look at it, the way they were raised might not be the same. Mm -hmm. So it could negatively affect them. So you have to be an artist that is A, amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to say your work has to speak for itself. So you want to break down walls, make your work speak first. And if you want to show yourself, understand that there's going to be people that won't come to you because of that, you got to take that hit. That's a hit you're going to have to sacrifice to build up the world, build up yourself, build up your confidence so that you don't feel trapped behind your brand forever. Like who wants to run a company for their entire life and not ever be able to say, Hey, I'm the owner. Right, like right. you know what that does to you me mentally, like that's going to mess you up. And that's what happened to me when I opened my store. I was like, I opened my store, I was the owner, and then actually the the neighbor, and I won't say his name, but the neighbor of my like a store that was close to my store, when I said, "Oh my gosh, it's really hard to like grow in this area." Like I like when we first started, you know, it's hard to market. And I remember him saying to me, he was like, "Yeah, maybe you should try like putting a white person as the owner of your business and uh. you would be busier." And I was like, "What?" And I I and that is like contributed to my wall, was, my wall was coming down. My confidence was being builded. I was feeling like, yes. And it just took that man's words to say to me to make me feel like, what? It's still a thing? Like, yeah. I thought I made it, you know? And it's like, that's going to happen as, a, as an artist. That's going to happen when you put yourself out there. There's going to be clients that say things or people say things or some things are going to happen. You have to be strong. You have to stop. You have to stop hiding yourself because the world will not become better. People will not get it through their heads until we keep putting ourselves out there. And as I said, if they're not for you, then they can be against you and go the other way. And you could find a client or a customer who is for you and is standing with you and does not care that you are black. They're, they're out there. I built a clientele on people, Caucasian people, a lot of them that didn't care that I was black. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a conversation topic. It wasn't nothing, but I know not every city and areas like that. I know that that's not our world. So that is so brilliant. What, what you said is that in some way,
0: you're just going to have to take a hit. If, if, if you put it out there, can you speak to, um, that moment, can you coach somebody who's been wounded just like you were in that moment to stick with the plan? Can you coach her in that in that wounded moment right now? Can you, like you're speaking to her right now, what would you say to somebody who's been devastated like that? Who's just lost some business, to, to Lost maybe. some business, maybe thinking, oh, you know, just to stay on the right track, to stay um, proud and just, you know, uh, determined. Instead of shrinking back and and giving up any ground.
1: It's almost like what your mom gave you, that talk. Yeah, it's
2: like your mom's... I was thinking, I was was like, I'm thinking about all the talks my mom has given me. And um, my mom's talk was more of a, understand that this is a problem and you're going to have to live through it. My mom's talk now is so much different. I spoke to my mom this morning and she said say how it is, do what you got to do. Now is not the time. So what I will say to anyone that is feeling like they don't want to show themselves right now. They don't want to speak out or be black on their page or their brand. Now is not the time. Now is the time for you to show yourself. You're going to hit pick a hit. It's going to happen. People are going to say their shit. People are going to be uncomfortable. People are going to stop coming to you or not come to you at all. It doesn't matter because the right people will come to you. And if you keep hustling, if you keep staying true to who you are, and if you were a good person, you will be blessed. People will come to you. A good energy attacks good energy. Those people that didn't want to come to you because of the color of your skin weren't meant for you. They weren't meant for your progress. Mm-hmm. And as much as I took a hit and it burned me, mm-hmm. I kept going and I still have food for my kids and I still have money to pay my bills. And there are still people that are supporting me and are there for me. So Don't stay in the hit. Get yourself just like we've had to do so many, so many years, so many parts in our lives as a black people, as black community and pick ourselves back up, pick yourself back up and get it together and keep stepping because you will be okay. I think you that's know?
1: great. Oh, that's brilliant. And I think one of the things that's really cool is that right now, I think because of the awareness, because of what's going on there and the, the conversation is changing and people are actually listening, it feels like. Really, for the first time, I feel like there's a collective hearing going on learning lesson. now I've spent more time this week listening to people um, talking about the issues that have happened over the hundreds of years now that happened. And to hear about the plight and the, the distrust and the, the hurt and all that. That maybe by you taking this stand and people putting it out there, I and mean, it'd be wonderful to see all on all these pages that you didn't know there are black artists behind it. People putting themselves out there, putting their name on their page, putting their picture, saying, "Hey, I'm," you know, blah blah blah, and, you know, whatever their name is, and saying and letting people know. I actually think because people are aware of this and are like going, "Know what? I have been wrong. I I I've been whether I've been ignorant to it or actively participating in it." I am wrong, and I I, I need to change. And one way that can help people to change is say, well, I now know there's more people out there that were black artists than I ever realized. I should go visit one. I should go check it out see what it's like, see how wonderful the experience will be. And like you said, in the end, it's always the work that's going to speak for itself. That's, the, that's, the, everyone has to remember. It's not going to be a pity. I feel sorry for someone. I'm going to give them some business. It's going to be because you are an amazing artist and you've spent for you eight years perfecting your craft and people are going to love you when they see you. I mean, you're, you're an amazing person. I don't know why anyone wouldn't love seeing you. <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's it. You have to understand. First of all, there's nothing to feel, there's nothing to feel sorry about when we are black. Like there's nothing to feel, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Like, don't look at it and be like, Oh, this is, uh, it sucks. It does. Sometimes in many ways, it sucks to, to be looked at the way we're looked at, but we're strong individuals. A lot of us, and we've been able to persevere and, and, and start businesses and start lash studios and such and keep going. But I think, like you said, right now is a time where people are listening and they're paying attention and they are being more like, okay, let me, I want to be a part of this change. And yeah. they're realizing the the issues that were inside of them, the, mm-hmm. the, the wrongs that were inside of them. So they're now making extra effort to make sure that they are being a part of the change. So I think, yes, right now, if you want to put yourself out there, put your name on your page, this is the time because people are like, hey. And I think also when you're doing that, and I want to say this because I didn't just put my my picture on my page, like, Hey, I'm Ashley. That wasn't just, that wasn't the end. It wasn't just, Hey, I'm Ashley. Wow. Because of the fact that people, and I'm going to say this, and this might come off weird. This is a safe <laughs> space. It's, it's safe. Safe space. Because people might, and, I, and this has always been a thing, look at a, a black woman and think, you know, she's, she's, this is a thing. Okay. That she's angry or she's mean because of the way society has made us look movies television whatever um i think it's important that when you put yourself out there your face You put also your personality and who you are and your values and how you are as a person out as well. Because when I put my picture up, I put a long caption that really, when you read it, you knew who Ashley was a little bit. But then I didn't stop there. It wasn't like you just know I'm Black and that's all you see in my feet. I was in my stories. I was talking. I was educating. I was sharing. So you're getting to know the person. So rather than you just come to this conclusion, oh, there's that Black girl and she's Comes, I come up with all these things that have been put into my brain since I was younger. Instead, you're like, oh, wow, she's this, she's that. Wow. Get, you get to know the person. And rather yeah. than just see my color, you get to know who I am. And yeah. I think that's important. I think you have to show, yes, your picture, you show yourself, but also who you are as a mm-hmm. person as well. And that's what people are attracted to as well. They're not only, they might even look past that mm-hmm. because of who you are as a person. They're going to be like, oh, you know what? At first glance, I was but she 's so cool like yeah. she 's so down to earth she 's so real or that 's important that 's important for you to show that as well i mean
1: i think it 's the ultimate goal eventually is so one day that race is no longer the issue that we 're just people, right, and that we all." <laughs> have equal opportunity. We all love one another. We're not judging each other based upon superficial things like what, how big you are, how small you are, what color you are, whatever. Those things are all just the surface. What it is, is who's the person behind the all that. The content of our character. The content right. of our character is how we should be you know, judged by, I think. And I think that's a beautiful thing. We should move on to one other area that I realized, wow, we've been talking for a while, but I know there's another area that's related <laughs> awesome. to the industry. And that is now we've talked about clients and your struggles and some of your fears and concerns and, and, present yourself to your clients and I know that's probably, I'm guessing that's where a lot of people were connecting with you but there's a, there's also within the Lash community and our Lash community is something that I've heard from other people who've commented to me that it's just very white, that our Lash, at least the, the, the faces of the Lash community is very white. Now there are a lot of uh, black artists in our industry, and I saw that when they came when we had our event, and yeah. we had black artists come to our event. It wasn't a white event, <laughs> it was a last industry event. We did not want it to be event. A white event. Oh, then we were very conscious of that and wanted to make sure that it was inclusive and that we ha- had faces that represented everyone. But that still said, when I went, actually, I'll share this. I, I mentioned I did this. I went and looked at the, what I'll call the top 15 lash brands. I decided to say, How many faces on these brands? And all these companies, are owned, pages. and all these companies are owned by white people. So I mean, that's just that's what it is. But they're they're probably the top fifteen last brands. I decided to look back at 120 posts per one, and because I can't go mm. forever, they take forever. And I said, well, how many posts feature a black artist? Not not just ethnic. And actually, sadly, most of them didn't have any ethnic posts. It was just like white, 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 white. Any Maybe a couple Asian. Ethnic? But what I saw is only three percent of all the mm. posts had a black. A face of some sort, and by the way, of those three percent, even though the other three percent, a majority of those posts were because they had a, a picture of students, and some of their students were black. Now, <laughs> if I, now, if I was to go to how many posts had eyes or lashes that look that were black, uh, black person's lashes or skin, that got even less. I didn't add up the percentage for that. But I'd say probably one or two percent would be that way, oh. and that's an in industry where we know. A lot There are a lot of black artists In our industry I mean uh, It's not It's not something Where only 2% Of the artists out there Are black No There's a lot I've seen them I follow a bunch And so It's interesting to see That these brands Have been marketing Poorly Is what I would say But Mm -hmm. have not been Doing Now for you I I just might put you in a weird spot. Do you feel like this is indicative of a a, just a a bias, maybe, by them, or is it more just ignorance ignorance of this? I mean, it's hard for us to read other people's minds why they do things, so I don't know if it's even healthy to say I know why they did it. What's your thoughts on that? I guess, as (laughs) I mentioned that to you. What are
2: your thoughts, Ashley? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, Listen, I've noticed it, and I see it, and I think. I can't say it's ignorance. I don't know the hearts of every lash brand. I don't know the hearts of the people that started those brands, but what I will say is that they see it. They saw it. They noticed it. It's not something you can't realize that you're only posting one race. Yeah. Like you're going to tell me that you never realized all you had was white people. You're going to tell me that (laughs) wherever you live, you don't have any other cultures, no black people, no Asian, no China. You don't see anything, but white, like, no, come on. Like you're, As you just said, the industry is filled with so many different races and a lot of Black people. Why aren't I seeing that on your page? I've noticed it. It's bothered me, not only with um, marketing when it comes to lash work, but also with um, their ambassadors and the people that are running their companies. I've seen it. Is it something that stopped me from buying from them? I wouldn't say that. Hmm. I would say it's just, it's a part of the world. It's a lot of industries. So you just naturally are just like, whatever, you know? Um, But I think it's definitely a problem. I don't know why they don't market to us when we are buying from them. Technically, I think their marketing ploy is more to market for the clientele that you're getting, right? Hmm. So their marketing their, their pictures and stuff is for you to see how great this will look on your client. And what I'll say is there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of black artists that are posting black lash work, but they also don't even see us. Right. So they don't even know we're black artists. Like if you think about how, okay, in our heads, we might think, okay, yeah, there's black artists out there. But when you go on all these lash pages, we don't see the black art. Mm -hmm. So when my marketing team is trying to figure out who's buying from us, they don't even see that. So that's the problem. So the black community starts showing themselves first. And then now that we've made it a thing where we're all like, hey, hello, businesses like we're here. They need to start marketing better towards us as well now that they realize that they have lacked. So um, I think it's a big problem on so many levels. I, I also feel which this might come off wrong, but I feel like, and I've done it, like when you do a set of lashes, okay, you do a set of lashes on a Caucasian woman and the lashes are black, the black lashes stand out more on a Caucasian woman than they would a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of people might feel like that looks better for the aesthetic look of their page or their picture because of the contrast, blue eyes, black lashes, white skin, right? Brings out the lashes. But my thing is, Um, with that is there should have been innovation, one, in the sense of they should have developed lash products that look better on black skin Hmm. tone. The fact that we know there's black people out there wearing lashes, why hasn't there been no lash line that has developed something that brings out the blackness of the lashes on a black skin tone? Because I still do black people's lashes and I feel like, man, I wish this was brighter or darker or something and exactly. i and i wow. can't figure i can't i can't figure out what like what i can do to make it better i can't make the lashes blacker myself i can't put but you as a company who has millions of dollars could have come up with something or a yeah. line to kind of help that so that's something that you can help that's the industry idea. with also with like when you're posting i think a lot of lash artists are whether you're black or white or whatever you are, when you're posting a picture and you're thinking, okay, and I've done it. Oh, the black lashes look better on a white lady with blue eyes. Your work should stand out on anybody. Your work needs to be that freaking amazing that no matter what skin tone, what eye color it's on, I am like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's when you're an amazing artist. That's what I want to see in people's posts. Don't be so quick to say, oh, this looks better on her because of this. No. And if all your clients are white, you're, you're posting only white work. So you're not going to have, you're going to attract black clientele. If I, a black person can't see that you can even do my lashes or you even have like lashes on a black person. So I can see what it looks like. I need to see what I look like on a client. Right. Uh-huh. So there, there's a lot of that. And um, yeah, I hope that the industry makes some changes when it comes to their marketing. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember it's funny. I won't say the company, obviously, But I, I'm sure people will know, but there was an ambassador, there was a, there was an event, I guess, that happened with this company. And it kind of hurt me when I saw this. I'm not going to lie. It was like, and I feel like a lot of lash artists might've felt the same way. They had posted a picture of all their ambassadors Hmm. and it was a big group of women. Like, I want to say like 80, maybe 60 to 80 women all in one photo. There was not one black person in that picture. There was, all, there was a light-skinned girl, okay, which is half black, half yeah. white. And I remember, like, going through it, and I'm like, I am an aspiring artist. I am looking to be mm-hmm. you guys. I want to be an ambassador. I want to be travel. That's where I was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, i oh my to And I'm like, okay, there's absolutely no. So then you know what that does for me? That crushes me. That makes me feel like I can't be there. I can't be an ambassador. I can't educate. I can't travel. I can't do that because I don't even see myself. You're not welcome. I don't feel welcome. So your marketing and your branding campaigns make me feel inadequate. Make me feel like I cannot be there as an artist because of that. So you're
0: hurting us indirectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we like I said Hard we always, we always had a, a very diverse team that we worked with, and and because of that, I think that it, it kind of made us a little bit more aware of, of that message that we were sending out because we didn't want any of our team members to feel that they were less than. So we put together a book about reopening your uh, salon yeah. in this COVID world, and really on purpose about including pictures of a uh, black businesswoman um, and Asian and, and just everything just because it, it's so important to have that inclusivity so you don't feel like there's nobody else that looks like you I, it's something that completely needs, needs we need more be, we need
1: to be mindful of these things you can't just be blind and ignorant and just say well let's just throw some photos in there and like I like I said when you look at these websites it's all white and for 90, 97 98 percent of it and that's you, that just means you're being kind of foolish, I think, and stupid, and you're not really being mindful of other people, how you make other people feel. I know a good company is empathetic towards their, their people that they serve. It's like us as business owners. You know, We serve a, a audience, and I'm always trying to think, what are they dealing with? What are they struggling with? What are they... Feeling so that we can meet those needs, and I know as you as an artist, you're thinking about your clients, and and these brands need to think the same thing. They need to be going. What are people going through? What do they feel? What do they need? What what do they look like? I mean, guys, we we if we all show up and just continue to do this, I think we're really gonna um, make less people feel like they can contribute. Less people are gonna feel like they have a voice. And they and like in the past, the people would just be quiet, and they would just shut up, and I don't we don't want that anymore. We, it's time. That things change to and remove people. Remove the veil. Yeah, remove the veil and do the right thing and be more inclusive and more mindful of how you market yourself. I actually just think it's stupid marketing. If you you literally have this huge group of people, not just black, but also Asian, Hispanic, Indian. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and all you market is white people. I mean, you're literally <laughs> missing like half the market. And if you look yeah. worldwide, you're not even missing half the market. You're missing like 80 or 90% of the market if you're thinking worldwide because most of the world is not white. So, it's, it's stupid. It's just such stupid, small thinking. And if you're thinking, if you just think about money wise, you guys got to be thinking like we would grow our numbers just by including more people in our marketing. And it's just gonna be smart for you. I mean, it's the right thing to do too. Thank God. It's also the right thing morally and ethically, but also it's good business sense to think you should be marketing to a much broader audience.
2: Man, I hope that like people are going to start making these changes, not because they're trying to jump, like I said before, jump on the bandwagon of, vote oh, Black Lives Matter, let's post. Because I've had a lot of direct messages from people that are like, hey, can you send me your picture? Can you send me your post? Because we're posting black people on our page right now or mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to show love to the black community. And I'm like, I am so angry that you even have the audacity to send me that in my direct message because you are a brand. The fact that you don't even already have your customer base pictures, like you don't even know who your customers are. Mm. You don't even know that you have people supporting you for years that have been black and you're not, they're not first to be posted. You're now looking for strangers is a problem. Mm. So for me, it's like, it, it's, it's, It's disgusting. It makes me angry. It frustrates me. And I think right now, a lot of brands are making big mistakes. Hmm. (laughs) They're sinking themselves right now in deeper holes because. They're, they're coming out and they're saying the wrong thing at a time that is so sensitive. We are so sensitive as a, as a community. We are now, as you said, the veil has been taken off. The veil's off, girl. I threw that veil. It is, <laughs> it is it's down the aisle. I am at the <laughs> front. I am ready to like show my face and be who I am and say it how it is. And I would like people to hear me and I'm going to make sure that you hear me and I'm not going to do it unprofessionally. I'm going to make sure that everything is said correctly and make sure that you guys understand that this is something that has been a problem and we need to change it. We can't change it in 24 hours or 72 hours or, or in one week, this is going to take time. You know, I think a lot of businesses and corporate like lash companies, like we're talking about right now are trying to change it in 24 hours and 48 hours. Oh, let's, let's start incorporating black people right now. People are watching guys like, you know how unsensitive that looks to me as a black person like i am not gonna buy from you because you just did that what i'm looking for is a gradual change like start hiring people that are black start putting ambassadors on don't just go and get tenant black ambassadors right now and i hear next week you have 10 that doesn't look real that doesn't look genuine i want to pandering a little
0: bit like token stuff
2: yeah, it is. It's like, come on, like, do it more natural. I know that it's going to take you time, like, and the people don't make it where you're just you're just trying to showcase black work or showcase black people or hire black mm-hmm. people as ambassadors or educators because they're black. Look at my work. Hire me and bring me on just like you did the others because of my work and who I am yeah. and, and what I represent. Don't just do it because I'm black. Now, no, 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 no. Because that that's takes a lot. Time. Of time, that's a lot of times what they do too with marketing. They'll just grab a. black girl or the black image or whatever and they're saying I'm just going to throw this in amongst all the white so that Mm -hmm. we look diverse and it's like no that's not how you do it bring it in the right way so I think that the changes in all of these problems that are an issue in our industry like you said you saw 120 posts and 3% was black majority was white and all of that wasn't even their stuff Yeah, that's a problem so this needs to be something that they are changing gradually Mm -hmm. and um, hopefully people will accept it because <laughs> I, I also know a lot of artists are like, uh, you know what? They're not, I'm not buying from them anymore. Mm-hmm. There a lot of people, a lot of companies are showing their colors right now. A lot.
1: And I, th- I think I, what you said was really key there, which I think is always at the heart of this is that people want to be chosen and picked because they do great work, not because they're black, they're Asian, they're white. That's not, that That feels like, that doesn't, that feels empty. That's an empty win, right? Yeah. But at the same time, what's happened is people have been ignored, not because of their work, they've been ignored because they're black. But that, exactly. so that has happened. So now we got to readjust. People need to think differently and need to start saying, okay, when I'm looking at the plethora of artists out there and I'm looking for the best that we want to feature and we want to work with, you got to remove those blinders that, that make you not see black people or maybe other ethnicities too, possibly, because it really is. It's mostly white from what I saw in all these brands. And you just need to start looking and saying, guys, when we look at – be try as best as you can to be colorblind and just judge to work on itself because I promise you when you do that, that's what we did. When we hired – we didn't race wasn't an issue. It wasn't We didn't talk about the race. We just hired the best people that came in through our door. And amazingly, because we live in LA, it's a diverse community. You looked at our staff, you saw a diverse staff. It just naturally reflected the community that we were in. And I was very proud of that. It wasn't something aimed to do, but we just really went and said, "Let's get the best people who do the best work." And it
0: just happened. And it just
1: naturally happens because I think that, there's nothing that makes a white artist better than a black artist or a black artist better than a white artist. It, it, that, that doesn't I exist.
2: Same. Exactly. Okay. My work is no different. That my my tweezers have no color.
1: My <laughs>
2: work has no color. That is my thing. My tweezers have no color. When I am creating beautiful work, mm-hmm. there's no color behind it. Yeah. That's just artistry. Exactly. The artistry of glassing should not be defined by the color of my skin. The Amen. artistry, the education, the market, it should not. And That's the
1: problem. I think you can't the a hashtag that, there. It, the the my tweezers beautiful. have no color. My tweezers hashtag. have no color. <laughs> Ashley, that's amazing. It's a beautiful term. Yeah. Yeah. Another
0: another thing, I just you said it earlier, and I was really impressed by this. And I just want to reiterate what you said. You said that, you know, I guess just being black, you're gonna take hits, right? You're gonna take hits that suck, but don't stay in the hit. Don't stay in that. I, I love that.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't don't stay in it. It's 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 something that I've had to, like, train myself through so many different things in life to not stay down and to pull myself back up, even when you know that, oh, it was because of, it's because of your black. And I think a lot of black women right now, and you're probably seeing on social media, they're like, I'm tired. I'm tired. We're tired. Hmm. Yeah, we are tired. And we're still going to be tired because the world is slowly changing. But you know what? I'm getting some sleep now. It's getting better. Some things are changing. Things are happening. This is powerful. Brands are listening. People are being moved and starting to educate and change the way they think and the way that they believe. And they're, and and that is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. what I want. That's all I care about. I just want the world... Not to sound like we're... I want the world to be a better place for yeah. my kids and my kids' yes. kids. And I want—I don't want to have to give my daughter... I might still have to. I hope and I pray to God I don't have to give this conversation my daughter. Hmm. Even though she's mixed, she's still going to get the racist comments from both sides. Yeah. So hmm. I have to make sure that I'm there for her. And the world is going to be supportive of her. Hopefully by change. By us making our communities better. And you like, you know, so Paul, you said earlier, like... We can't change the world. We can only change our... In- like We can we can change our industry. This mm-hmm. is our industry. This is our baby. We yeah. all grew up in here. This is our happy place. This is where we get to smile and make people feel beautiful and make people feel welcome. So let's change that by mm-hmm. doing that. See, you know, that's on a the, next
1: level. Yeah,
0: That's the part that really excites me, Ashley. And I, I even want to like work with you more about it and talk with you more about it because there is a specific... I think that you're really safe to talk about this. I mean, just the humility that you have and the the ability to discuss anything—it's not—it's not off limits. But just the openness that you have about it makes you a safe person to talk about it. I, I would just—I'm thinking you should probably even maybe think about putting together a little curriculum, um, with your specific. Um, uh, coaching specifically for this issue. I just... I, there's and maybe
1: help some of these brands that are right now stepping on toes and saying dumb things. Because, I mean, the truth is they're they're, they're probably doing because they, they realize they need to do something, but they don't have anyone... They don't they, know. Maybe they don't have any black friends. <laughs> they might not know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys
2: need me as a black friend, a black mentor for your brands to make some good decisions. I will be there and I will talk to my... Because as I said before, I'm not, I don't i don't represent the entire black community. Yeah. I am a black person. Yes, I'm a black woman that experienced racism and all this. But, you know, everybody has experienced it in different ways. And there's some that have different stories and different things to share. So, but at the end of the day, I will reach out to my people yeah. to make sure. You know, make sure that we're voiced. are being heard because mm-hmm. right now, like you said, they're just saying the word <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're all just sitting back like, OK, uh, that came off weird or uncomfortable or you shouldn't have said it like that. Or, and I feel bad because I, I genuinely think that some of these brands, the CEOs, the presidents, the owners of these companies. they're not like some of them I don't think are racist I don't think that they're all race. I think that they just didn't see this they Mm -hmm. didn't realize you might have grew up in a community where there was no other person but white that might be what happened to you that's Mm -hmm. not my like I can't blame you for not um having Having diversity around you yeah like I can't blame you but now that you realize it let's help you you know
1: Never Never great. Is. I like, so everyone be calling Ashley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's got a new, a new business here to help coach people along and help them become more, I think, uh, inclusive in their marketing and their, and their message. Like their messaging is messed up right now. They don't. You know
2: what, I think that they can ask the, the community yeah. not to cut you off. Yeah. I think, like, even just saying, like, even just you saying, oh, Ask Ashley, that felt, like, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for me. I saw it on your face. I
0: saw it on your face.
2: (laughs) Like, I was like, that's, like, no, 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 no. no. Don't come to me. You have a Black community that's supporting your business That has probably built your business up as well. Reach out to them. Ask every single one of your followers, the people that buy your products. You have mail lists. I'm seeing mail lists in my email every day. Send a mail list out. Hey, guys, how can we change as a company? Like, Hmm. get to a place where you care to hear the voices of the people that are purchasing from you and supporting your brand. My voice isn't enough. Like, I'm one person. There's millions of people that probably are buying these products. So, I think that they need to ask their.
1: That's great. I, that's good advice. Cause I think really in the end, you're right. They're the ones who are fans of their brand already. And so hopefully they will give them the best advice. Cause they already like what they do and like what they've seen. So there'll be, it'll be an honest discussion to really tap into that. And I think also that will take a lot of work off of your plate. <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> exactly.
2: They're all going to come at me. It's like, no, because you know what somebody said to me, they were like, It's funny. I'm going to bring this up because I thought somebody said to me, and I said it to another person recently, and they were like, oh, Ashley, you're like the, the," and they were Caucasian. They're like, you're the Oprah of the industry. (laughs) And I'm like, Or you can be like the Oprah of the industry And I was like, uh, no I don't want to be the Oprah of the industry And there shouldn't be an Oprah of the industry Because I said to her, I was like, let's think Like, who's the the Caucasian version of Oprah And then we had to stop and realize There is no one Caucasian Of the industry for Hmm. white people There's thousands of people That are as high as Oprah So, I mean, as high as, like, Oprah So it's like, this is a thing where it's like There needs to be more of us, like, brought up That's the fix that's the problem. We're you want one voice.
1: You want a choir, not yeah. a solo, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That's cool. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate the time you take in. Uh, this has been uh, really, been a uh, hopefully, uh, an enlightening episode for people. Hopefully, both uh, hopefully uh, you know people are feeling more empowered to speak up. Also, if you're not black and you're white and you're listening to this or you're Asian or whatever, hopefully you feel emboldened to be able to talk to your friends about these things and be more, uh, have honest talks and ask questions and learn and grow and not just feel like, this will pass because that's the one thing I think none of us want is this is happen, this kind of enlightenment almost, and then see it pass and nothing changes. That would just be a tragedy uh, that none of us want to see. And it's only going to happen if we continue to have these conversations and continue to pursue it, but ultimately pursuing great work, great artistry and rising great abo- practices, great practices mm-hmm. and rising up above all this. And at the same time, being mindful and being inclusive and, and all that would be wonderful to see. And the brands that listen, if any of you guys do, you know, uh, um, i hope that they got something from this too we were so thankful for your time ashley and uh, we will definitely talk again i'm sure and uh, you're doing a great work in the industry um aside from just i think bringing up uh, important issues but just as an artist you've been just a light i think for our industry and, and a great example for what to do and how to run a business so thank you for all that well
2: thank you so much for having me guys it was it was amazing it was exciting. It's real I, feel, fun. I feel this even took a weight off of me, and I feel oh, I feel good. So thank you guys, and I awesome. think you guys are doing good for thank our lash community. We're,
1: trying. We're, We're trying. trying. We're thank trying. trying. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been good.
2: It's been fun. It has man. been.
0: It's like all warm fuzzies now. <laughs>
2: it's like, it's like bad fun, emotional, but real, and that's what the industry and people need right now. So you guys did good. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: And that wraps up this show. Thank you so much for tuning in. By the way, guys, we love hearing from you. And if you have an opinion or a thought or a question, please DM us or email us at paul at lashcast podcast. We really love interacting and supporting and help our industry. And obviously this has been a big topic for us and we love to hear from you on it. I want to ask you also, please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast podcast, as well as the lash conference or at the lash conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my lash expert and my partner testing as well as our special guest ashley i want to thank you so much for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you have a friend in the lash industry